You're listening to Good Reporters Podcast, encouraging you to use your platform and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, because good reporters bring good news. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your boy Chris Edwards, aka Young Christ Like on social media, and today we're going to talk about a topic, um, well, maybe I shouldn't put it that way if I, you know what, I, um, maybe I, but if I say it that way, you guys might not, it might be a little too much, uh, maybe, and maybe if I put it, you know what, forget it, that's exactly what we're going to talk about, overthinking, and we spoke about procrastination a few episodes ago, and I mean, if, if you think procrastination is ruining our lives, oh man, <laughs> oh man, overthinking, it's, it's, it's messing us up, it's holding us back, it's making us stagnant, and it's just disrupting our decisions and our decision-making process, and I mean, that's like, decision-making with jobs, decision-making with relationships, decision-making with where God is trying to put us. Uh, we're just sitting down going through these cycles, honestly, just like all the way through cycles, um, repetitive cycles. You might conquer something and then get right back into overthinking your decisions. And simply put, the Bible is not for that. The Bible is against that. The Bible is against worrying. The Bible says, uh, do not be anxious for anything. Stop worrying. All these things. Do not worry. Um, and then yet we still overthink every single thing. And the reason why we usually overthink, because I got a story. But before I get into that story, I would say this. I believe, truly, the reason why we overthink uh, and why we think so hard and why we go back and forth and back and forth is because we really just want to be certain that we do not fail or certain that something is going to work out. So it's like certainty is kind of killing us. Uh, Certainty is kind of making us not go anywhere. And just like the 100% chance of succeeding, that 100% chance of not falling, that 100% chance of just being uh, at this place, at this destination, um, and making it successfully is usually what's holding us back, which is kind of crazy, right? It's like, I think it's crazy. I think it's kind of crazy because it's like, okay, look, we're, we're looking and we're thinking in a heart and in a mindset that I believe is purely from a good place. Like people who are having hard decisions, making relationship decisions, uh, having a hard time making a relationship decision or having a hard time like, um, you know, is this what you want me to do, God? It's really usually from a great place. And it's like you're trying to just do well. And like, I don't want to disappoint you, God. Oh, I don't want to wind up with the wrong person. And what if it's not the person I'm supposed to be with and I wind up with them anyway? Like, you know, I, I don't want to do this. And I think it's all from a good heart. Like, sincerely, you're just trying to do better. You just don't want to do bad. But there's a paralyzing thing that kind of comes into this. And we're going to talk about that today. Like, just the paralyzing effects of overthinking decisions and just life as a whole. Now, for me, I'll say this. I've said it before. I believe, and if I haven't, don't think about it because <laughs> you're overthinking. But I, I say that I think a lot, and I have a thought for every thought. And everybody always talks about, you know, you know the deepest thinkers, we're the creative ones, but we have the most trouble. And it's true. I mean, our minds run continuously all the time, and we think a lot. But sometimes overthinking is just doing as much harm as it is doing good. Uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's, yeah, I could be creative and I could think of every outcome and I'm probably wise and all of these good things, but really it's doing a lot more harm than it does anything. And like an example for me, I remember my relationship now, um, getting into it, my goodness, 
it was the most like anxiety ridden process. And as I look back at it now, it kind of looks like nothing. Right. And like, that's usually what they say. Like I was reading something about uh, like a therapist was talking about overthinking as a whole. And that's what made me even think about this conversation. I was just reading it and after like right after prayer time and it just started hitting and hitting. And like, I was like, man, she's right. She's saying this, she's saying that. And that's on my head. And that's what happens to me. Or that's what causes me to not go places or to stop or to fall into these cycles. And it was just like, just like we have these processes or these times in between in which we're just thinking about the outcome. We're having analysis paralysis where we're trying to break down what we're going to do next. Like uh, for me, like the relationship, I was thinking, okay, like I want to be with this person. I think it's a good person. She seems nice. Um, You know, God willing, it works out, but I don't know if it'll work out. You know, I'm watching a million and one YouTube videos uh, all the time just because just that's a naturally where my mind would be at. And you'd be watching all these YouTube videos and all these, oh, you know, wait until you get married or are you the one or my husband. I met my husband, how God told me I met my husband or my wife. And it's just like, yo, like it's it's hard because all of those, once you're consuming all of these things, it's hard for you to really settle on the decision. Because one person might be saying, oh, this is the way to do it. This is how I find my spouse. Other person might be saying, oh, well, I couldn't find my spouse um, because, um, oh, excuse me, I did find my spouse, but it wasn't because of the voice of God, it's because I chose it. And then this person's saying, it's not choice, you know, you had to wait, and I got a dream. And this person's like, I heard an audible voice. And really, it's just paralyzing you. It's making you overthink. And even when you think you have a decision, which usually, in reality, overthinkers, we usually know at least a little bit, or at least have this gut feeling of what we should be doing. And I think whenever we get to that point, we're like, okay, maybe I'm going to do this. There's like 15 reasons as to why we go back to analysis paralysis because we just need to see one more thing. We need to hear one more thing and we need to make sure that one more thing will just tell us that this is the way we're supposed to go certainly. Well, can I come and burst their bubble really quickly? I'm going to let you know something. If you believe in God, you believe in faith. With faith, there's almost no certainty. doesn't mean that you won't have certain things. doesn't mean that God won't reveal things to you. But if you don't want to operate because there's no certainty and you're going to think, think, think until there's a complete certainty, it, it's usually a faith issue. And that's true. And I don't want to make that seem harsh on you because that's also true for me. And with me and my relationship, like I said, I was going to tell this story how long ago now. Uh, so let's just get to it. Like I started off and I did the good hearted thing. Like I said, just a good person seeking to find another good person in Christ, believing in Christ and hoping to God that this is what your will for my life is. Um, I guess a common mistake that I made was thinking that your will for my life has to be what I choose and that's how it's going to work. Like when I choose it, it should be this and I'm choosing between either your will or a counterfeit. That was a mistake. And that caused me to overthink like 10 million times over uh, because I just sat there and all I did was just think, you know, am I choosing right or am I choosing wrong? Like, it, it, like, like if we wind up together, God forbid, and we don't end up together and it fails does that mean that I wasn't operating in your will or trying to find your will for my life? The answer is no. But when we, when we overthink, I believe there's like a perfectionist mindset behind it that's just like, okay, this choice, besides this choice being a decision to date somebody hoping God willing it works out and if it doesn't, that's unfortunate, it becomes going to this choice and saying this is life or death. Like, you know, this is either your will for my life or it's something I should have never done. And can I say something? That was paralyzing for me. Because reality-wise, I had to receive eventually through time and prayer that if it didn't work out, 
that it could still very much be, or if it doesn't, excuse me, I'm in a relationship, that it could still very much be God's will for my life. And that was a tough pill for me to swallow because there was no certainty in that. And I, I believe that that was really holding me back heavily. And so I say that to say this. Certainty, um, 100%, like the perfectionist, the certainty of 100% knowing is going to work out. These things are really destroying our decisions. And we're probably blocking a lot of God's blessing or probably not hearing a lot of God's voice because we're just, we're just listening in so hard to hear what we want to hear. And for me, I felt like that was what was happening. I felt like God was like, I was asking people. Like I said, I'd watch all these videos and it's like, oh, you know, are you the one? And God, how God directed my marriage. And a lot of it is, don't get it wrong, it may not be wrong, but a lot of it is like me searching or you searching for what you want to see or what you want to hear, how you think it should go. So you're going to get a filtered view. But when I actually started asking people around me and asking a lot of people around me, a lot of them were saying the same thing. Look, it's... It's your choice. You know, you, 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 you match up the fruit, you pray about it and all these things. But if you don't feel like there's red lights, um, it was my choice. You know, I decided to date this person and we liked each other and got married. And I was just looking like, you know what? Somebody just tell me that God told you through an audible voice that you would be married. Like somebody just say it so I could like feel like it's more normal because that's what I'm thinking. Or that's the way I'm thinking for sure. And, and, and honestly, that has more certainty to it. And I think that's what I was looking for. Um, but God, I remember in that time, man, it was stressful, like a couple of weeks of just thinking too hard. And I remember God eventually just making it plain to me through people's advice, through, um, just praying through scriptures and not in an audible voice, but just very plain to me that you're looking for the answer. And you know, like I, you can at least date this person, you know that, but you're looking for the answer and you're asking me for signs and I'm not going to give you any more than you already have. Like, you know what to do. You know, that it's okay to at least try. But you, I'm never going to give you the direct answer for this. Um, like, this is the choice. This is not the choice. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. You want this, but you're not going to get it. And I remember having that visual. And I remember telling my girlfriend at the, at the time, it wasn't my girlfriend. We were out and just sitting down talking. And I was like, I feel like I'm at the end of this bridge, the promenade. And there's like a couple trucks and they're attached to strings. And the strings are attached to me. And those trucks are riding in the opposite direction, screeching, tires screeching, smoke is up in the air. And... And I'm standing at the edge of this bridge and God is just at the bottom, just like, trust me, you know, jump down, trust me, I'll be here. You know, and I'm just like, ah, like I want to trust you, I'm going to jump, but I'm just not, I like, I just like, I feel like that's like all that's left is me either jumping or me just letting those trucks keep pulling me back, uh, I guess eventually until I fall back and fall down. Um, ooh, that's a bar. I wasn't even thinking about that then until I fall back. <laughs> uh, she's going to hate me for that. So yeah, I was just like, I was just like, that's interesting. And, and, and I remember just feeling so paralyzed. Like I was standing there looking down, but like God is down there and he's like, trust me. And he's like, you know, whether it works out or whether it doesn't trust me because you're overthinking this. And it was such a paralyzing moment. But when I did it, I'll never forget literally feeling like the weight was lifted, like literally feeling like there was a weight lifted off my shoulder. And I believed that that was all my anxieties and all my uh, issues and stuff that I was thinking about or what if, what if, what if, and just letting God take care of that. Um, and that's that's my story about that. Like I got, let me see, I got some things here. And that's my story about it, though. Um, and it was it's just real. Like I know I can't lie to you all about that. I can't say anything else about that. Um, but we have to get to the point. And honestly, I believe we have to get to a point where we're completely okay with failing. That's like solution number one. Solution number one to overcoming overthinking would be 
that you'd have to get to a point where you're completely okay with just failing. Like, <laughs> like failing. Like, you know what I mean? Like not making, not succeeding. Um, and there's always, a, there's always a basketball analogy for that, to be honest with you. They say you miss every shot. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And that's a fact. <laughs> you know, like that means basically like if you don't shoot any of them, you don't make any of them. Oh, but you know, but but what if I shoot it and I don't make it? Okay, well, you're 0%. But what if you shoot it another time and you make it? You know, now you're 50%. That's one or two. 50% is so much better than 0%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or what if you shoot it 10 times and only make it once? That's 10%, I believe. I haven't been to school in a while. But no matter what, 10% is better than 0%. And a lot of the times we're just trying to be so certain about some things. And I felt it so like, oh, man, when I was praying this morning, I was just I was like, I have to talk about this. Somebody needs to hear that. Like, I need to hear it, but somebody really, like, I just have to talk. Like, I never felt like a podcast episode was like, I have to say this. You know what I mean? Like, as a basketball player, as a basketball player, I honestly always felt like, to me, I, I've been confident enough when I'm, like, angry or somebody gets me mad. But when I'm not, I'm, like, not confident. I wasn't taking a lot of shots. And if I made a shot, oh, you know, I made a shot, come back around, give me the ball again. I might get hot. If I get hot, I keep shooting. If I miss, I stopped. That's the truth. I'll tell you the truth straight up. I'm getting better at it. I'm literally prepping myself. Like I feel like people come to people come to the gym to play basketball. I come to the gym to get my life together. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm in there and I missed a shot and I'm standing there, I pump fake a shot and I think to myself, I'm like, man, like you were scared. Like you know what I mean? Like you like you like you you like I didn't feel scared at the moment, but it's like I had the open shot, I had the shot, 0.5 seconds pass, and I pump fake it and I dribble it. And I'm like, why didn't I just shoot that? Like, if this is practice, nobody's there. I shoot it all the time. What about that made me not shoot it? And I start thinking about it. And I start sometimes overthinking it. But reality was, I think about it. And I always think, like, you didn't take that shot because you didn't trust. Like, you you missed one and you didn't trust yourself to make it again. But you do this. You know what I mean? And I was just like, like, I think about that all the time because I'm like, the only reason, and this is the crazy part, like, for shooting the basketball, I had to trust myself. With life. If you're a believer, you got to trust God. And think about it this way. When you don't leap, when you don't jump, after you've prayed, after you've taken some time to think about it, because that is important, don't just go jumping and doing stuff. But after you prayed, after you even fasted, after you've taken time to think about certain things, uh, big decisions, and you feel like God's leading you away, when you don't, when you pump fake, or you don't take that shot, you're basically saying, I don't trust you. You know what I mean? Like it's Because it's in his hands at that point, right? Or... If you maybe you might not be saying I don't trust you, you're saying I don't trust me, and then the question goes back to saying why is it about you? Why is it that you like God said go here and you're like oh or you feel like God's leading you here and you're like ah but I need certainty I need a sign I need everything. It's, it must be because you're trusting either in yourself which you shouldn't you know that's already biblical or you're trust you're trying to trust in God but you do not believe or trust in Him, and those are issues that you need to take up with God and yourself. And that's important. That's a time where you need to sit down, close your door, turn your TV off, flip your pillow onto the cold side, sit down, don't lay on it because you might fall asleep, and talk to God, you know, about, like, what's going on there. Um, But, yeah, like, back to that basketball analogy, like, you miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. And that reigns so true, and it means something to me. But even though it does sometimes, I still don't shoot the ball. And that's not even just basketball. You know, that's real life. Um, 
And so, and so here's the point with me and another thing that like what's been actually going on with me lately is just trying to get a Christian clothing line out to you guys, uh, trying to get something I could just start. And I mean, the enemy has been wrecking me and myself, I've been wrecking me. Like sometimes not just the devil, sometimes it's just you, it's your incapabilities or you're feeling like you're incapable or just your fear. And for me, it's like, you know, certain things just got procrastinated and overthought, honestly, uh, to a point where it made me paralyzed and it's been bad. And detrimental to the things that I need to get done. And it almost put me into a cycle of just not doing anything besides, of course, the podcast and just feeling like I I haven't done anything and it's been terrible. But but the most important thing to point out there is that the mindset that now you have to because for me, I hadn't put out I haven't put out any clothes before. I did you see it. But reality wise, for you, let's just talk about this. You have to get comfortable. You have to get comfortable. You have to get comfortable. I don't care what other people might say. I don't care if, somebody, if you drop the clothes and then nobody buys it the first day. I don't care what it is. You have to be comfortable at least releasing four or dropping four designs or creating four designs and, 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 and allowing yourself to say maybe all of these might fail because it's better to at least try, take that shot, hope that any of those designs hit opposed to creating none of them and just thinking, man, what if it fails? Like, think about that. It's better that you design for and release it and hope it doesn't fail opposed to sitting at home, design nothing, and sit there like, what if it fails? <laughs> like, that's all I could really say because one of them has a chance and one of them has none, which brings it back to the point. It's better to take uh, at least a shot because you will miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. And so... There's a point here, too, because I was thinking about this as well. And, like, what's the difference between being great um, or being, like, you know, just different, being set apart, being different, being great, being ridiculously successful and whatever that looks like for you. And honestly, just being average. And I think the difference truly is being able to accept the what ifs. Like, I think the difference between the person who's elite and amazing and really just went out and did what you always like, wow, I wish I could do that, and another person who's just, who's just like, allowed himself to coast and just be average is just realistically just that they were accepted and were okay and acknowledged that there are what-ifs and they're going to have to deal with that. Now, 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 that's scary for a lot of people, and the reason why that's scary for a lot of people, flat out, is because you're open to criticism. Once you release a shirt... Once you take a jump shot, once you whatever, like you're, you're, once you decide to go date that person, uh, once you wear that outfit, you're open to criticism and you're open to failure. Like completely, it could happen. It could fail. You could miss. And somebody could be like, wow, like he missed a shot. Somebody could be like, wow, like you hurt that person. Somebody could say, wow, like you, you tried to go do this and you didn't do it. Uh, or you failed at this. You tried to make this podcast and it didn't work out. You tried to start that business and it was, and it failed. Everyone can critique that, but. If you're great, which trust me, you are, you don't have to worry about that because chances are you will fail for sure, but you will succeed a lot more than you will, than you will fail. Excuse me. You will succeed a lot more than you will fail. And that's the point. That's for real. You got you to gotta be able to receive that though too because, and I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me at the same time because think about it. Like if we're just worried so much about how we're going to fail or not failing, we're just going to where it's going to be bad. We're just going to fail. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to do anything. And if you want to do something, not doing anything is a failure completely. Um, and if you want to go somewhere, staying stagnant is a failure completely. Um, 
Yeah, that's just points. Kind of just, just thinking about that. It was just something I thought about. Um, so let's get to some scriptures right now. So 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 3 to 5. And it says this, we are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And I kind of want to, I know there's a lot of context that kind of goes behind the scripture, but I really want to just, just, just stop in on that we are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. Like, that's important for you to know. If we think about things, especially with God on our side, like this is how we bring it back to God. This is how we don't separate uh, God. Like, don't just keep as simple as God died for us and that's about it. Like, we have to separate the... Um, the natural aspect of life and saying, well, you know what, man, I'm just overthinker. Or I just think a lot. That's just how it is. Like we're human. Yeah. That's, that's what's going to happen sometimes, but we have to not be able to wage war and do things or fight our battles the way that humans do because we're all human, but to live as humans and act like God is not available to us and act like uh, God can't help us through our situations and not help us through our battles. It would be ridiculous. Because we have God on our side. So we have to forfeit this over to God. And so I have a scripture, and this is a way that we can do this. And this scripture is from Ephesians uh, chapter 6. Um, Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. And I'm going to go kind of fast, and I'll get back to it. But this is about the body armor. You know what I mean? Like, well, the whole the whole, the whole whole armor of Christ. Uh, the whole armor that will help us fight our battles. And so it says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. And so it tells you, we, are, we don't wage war as human beings. Why? Because we aren't fighting human things. And that, oh my gosh, that is a whole nother episode for itself. And we were going to talk about that. Like if you think, like I say all the time, if you think you're just, when, you, when you're dealing with certain things that you're just dealing with your flesh or your own lust and wants sometimes, sometimes it's a lot deeper than that in the spiritual things that we do not see. And this scripture breaks it down. So it says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in this time of evil. Now we're going to talk about the armor of God. This is important, so get ready for this. So it says, um, and after the battle, you will still be standing firm. So it says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on peace that comes from the good news. Go to Porters bring good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of death. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And that's just what I want to give to you for every opportunity to worry, for every opportunity to procrastinate, for every opportunity to overthink. There's an opportunity to give it over to God and to put on the full armor of God, to put on that. Uh, well, I remember in different translations, says the breastplate of righteousness, but that's the body armor of God's righteousness, um, the belt of truth. To, the, to debunk all those lies that the enemies, trust me, is going to throw at you, him and his demons. Um, the, the peace that comes from the good news for, for your feet so you stay grounded. You know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> the shield of faith to stop the arrows of the devil. Like, you got to think about that. Like, that visual to me is just like holding up a shield in front of your face and arrows just being shot at you. Like, you know, 
depression, sadness, anger, like, you know what I mean? Like, lust, um, you're not worthy, all these things, and it's just like you're holding up this shield that, like, you don't probably have enough strength to hold up, but it's just taking all of these things that are trying to bring you down away. Oh, my goodness. That, that is so powerful. And put on the, the on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Man, swing in that sword as the word. Sometimes I take my Bible, it look kind of crazy. I have my Bible in my hand. And I just be swinging that bad boy in my house. That's like, you know what I mean? Like, not all the time, you know? I don't want my, any more pages to fall off because, like, my whole first chapter of Genesis is gone because it's ripped. Um, I carry my Bible around a lot. I used to anyway. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's, that, it's, that, it's that sword of God that you have alongside of you and that word. It always comes back to you. Like sometimes you're just dealing with anxiety. You're dealing with overthinking. And you kind of got to get to that word. And not just, like I said, not just hear the word and be like, what else you got for me, God? Like stand firm on that word. Stand firm on it. And that's the way. So overthinkers, man, I, I've been there. I, I'm not going to say I'm with you. I am with you. God is really with you. I'm not going to say I'm with you on the on the same um wavelength anymore because I no longer receive it even though I overthink like crazy I don't want to receive it anymore and we don't longer want to receive this anymore we're we're leaving that as a thing in the past we're going to think we're going to think normally and we're going to allow God to do the rest because some things we just can't think about and so today we just want to leave you on that note I pray that you all I pray you all being blessed I pray you're all doing well and uh, reach out to me if you need help with anything absolutely and don't forget to be a good reporter because good reporters bring good news